fellowship. If this is the first time, can I still say Happy New Year? I don't know. But if this is the first time that you've been here this year, Happy New Year. And we're so glad you're here. Um, and just like the new year, I've, I, I was telling the team just a minute ago, just like the new year, it's like a fresh canvas or a fresh slate, clean slate, you know, for new beginnings. Aren't we so grateful that God's mercies are new every single morning? With the rising of the sun, his, his mercy and his grace, it's, it's, it's new every single morning. So um, I'm just so grateful for that. And, and, and by your applause, I think you are too. If you will stand, we're going to pray and kick off today <clears throat> with some worship to our Lord. God, we thank you for this beautiful day. We thank you that you meet us right where we are, that you inhabit our praises. Uh, just, just, I thank you for a sweet spirit that's already here, Lord, meeting us um, with whatever we came in with. I just pray that we would be able to lay it down and focus on you, our creator, our friend, our provider, our protector. God, we lift you up, not just for what you do, what you've done and what you're going to do, but for who you are, for who you are. We thank you for your mercies fresh this morning for each and every one of us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.
introduce a new song that we actually introduced on Wednesday at Worship Wednesday. It's a CF Paris original song. Yeah. And um, we're super excited about it. Um, the premise is, God, I know you're all around me. I know you're with me. But this specific thing right here that I might be holding on to, whether it's a struggle, whether it's a thought pattern, whether it's a situation or just something like whatever it is. God, I, I want you to meet me here in this thing. I know you're all around me and I know you're keeping track of everything, but this thing right here, God, I need you to meet me here. So if you have that, that thing or those things that you have not invited God into that process or haven't, haven't like opened your hands and said, okay, God, I give this to you. Ask him to meet you right there, and that's where your breakthrough will be. Amen? Find and fix me from within 
your prayer. I will wait on you in this thing, God. I will wait on you to meet me here. Meet me
every voice. Meet me here. Meet me here. We cry out, meet me here. Meet me Oh, God. 
Father, you have shown us. Shown us in your Son how clearly you love us, God. There's no reason for us to doubt. No matter what may come, no matter how we may feel, God, the truth and the light and the power of the gospel. God shows us that you love us. You have come near. You have made peace. You have forgiven. You've come to find us and rescued us, God, and we love you. Jesus, we praise your name together today. There is none like you. We give you the honor and the glory and the praise in our lives because you deserve it, Jesus. And in your name we pray together. Amen and amen. And the church said amen. All right. Amen. You can clap if you want. You know that's always okay. God is good. Please be seated. It's good to see you guys. I'm going to ask the ushers to come on forward today and welcome you and thank you again for being here with us to worship. We're going to continue our worship and our giving. I have to tell you guys, this morning I came into the church office and I saw a small yellow box in a wrapper. Uh, and I got giddy with excitement because inside that small yellow box that's still wrapped is the curriculum and all the plans for VBX this summer. And I thought, what is going to explode out of that yellow, that little yellow box? It's going to land all over the stage. It's going to be all over the church. And hundreds of kids from our community are going to be here to be blessed and grow in Jesus from what's in that little yellow box. All right? And I'm just encouraged, and I want you guys to know that what's going to come out of that yellow box is part of what you guys help to do and make happen and how you help to reach kids and change lives in our community through your giving. That's just a part of what we do as we worship with our giving. And so I just thank you guys for your ongoing generosity to change lives and be a part of what God's doing in our community. Let's pray for that, and then we'll just do it. God, we do praise you again, God. You give us, you give us the means to give back to you for you to bless and multiply for your glory. And it is all you, God in your name and for your praise. Amen. Amen. I want to welcome you if you are a guest here today. Thank you for coming to be here. I hope you have already been blessed and that you will continue to be blessed. If you are a guest, you can let us know that uh, you're new and we can connect with you either by filling out a card on the back of the chair, uh, filling out our form online that will be up as soon as I get back there to put it up. Um, or stopping by our, our guest table in the front. Um, also, I know it's going to be mentioned, but I'm just going to pre-mention uh, that the community groups table is up. We have a couple of new groups starting, a lot of great ongoing groups, and it's a great thing to be part of, and we'll hear more about that. God bless you guys. Thanks for being here today. Um, let's just continue to ask the Lord to prepare our hearts as we get ready for the Word. But first, the announcement video. 
Hey, CF Paris, uh, me again, Pastor Brandon, just uh, here to let you know a few things. That's what announcement time is for, to let you know a few things that we want you to know. The first thing is stock the shelves at the Downtown Food Pantry. That's coming up this Tuesday at 6 o'clock. Uh, show up down there at 124 uh, Cherry Street. We'd love to have your help. It usually takes about 30 minutes, and we'll be done. It's a great time. Bring the kids on out if you're looking for something to do with them. Stock the shelf, 6 o'clock this Tuesday. The other couple of things I want to let you know first is CF Communities. Some things are not um, very well experienced in a digital or online experience only. And so CF Communities is a perfect place for you to get involved in a small group of people who can encourage you and help you grow spiritually. We think that's really important here at Christian Fellowship Church. And we would love for you to go and see Pastor G out in the lobby uh, and talk about what CF Community you might be able to be a part of. If you're interested also in hosting one, maybe at your house or some other location here at the church or whatever, um, then you can also talk to Pastor G about being a CF Communities group leader. Love to have you in that capacity. The other thing I want to let you know is we have a lot of volunteers that make CF Paris work. Without you, we couldn't inspire people to believe and live as if the gospel really changes everything. And so we really appreciate you as a volunteers helping us accomplish that mission. But we also want to let you know that as a volunteer, you are not roped in to doing this for life. Being that this is the beginning of the year, it is a good time to evaluate. Maybe you want to make a change. Maybe you need a break for a little bit. Perhaps you want to move to a different area of volunteership at CF Paris or in our community. Hey, let's open up that conversation. Talk to me. We would love to find your fit or see if you might need a break for a little bit in your volunteership. Also on the flip side of that, maybe you haven't gotten involved yet and you're looking to do something different this year with your time, energy, and gifts that God has given you. You know, there's probably no greater way to grow spiritually than to use what God has given you to help others. Volunteering here at CF Paris and in our community is a great way to be able to do that. Let's talk. Let's figure out where you might be able to serve or what you might be interested in or what, um, what makes you tick and maybe how God wants you to help other people in 2023. That's it. See me about volunteership. You can also text the word serve to the number that Broadway is, I don't know where he's going to put it. I'm just going to point like this, and maybe it'll show up right here. Text the word serve to that number, and we can start that conversation that way in case you want to get out of here um, pretty quick today. So that's it. That's all of our announcements. Pastor Corey's coming up to continue our series about being invited. Everyone's invited in the kingdom of God to believe, belong, and become. Pastor Corey, see y'all soon. We, uh, I, I laughed because we make sure that you guys see this, but our children's church workers, we don't let them know that you don't have to continue serving. So if y'all could please keep that really quiet. <laughs> oh, mercy. Guys, it is great to be here. I, I wanted to very quickly, just on behalf of my wife and I, um, thank you guys. There was a, a number of people who um, reached out throughout the, the Christmas holidays um, through gifts and then uh, letters of encouragement, and we are very, very, very beyond grateful. So thank you guys in that. Um, I want to continue our, our, our series we started last week, and, 
And, and in thinking about Christmas, uh, I, uh, I, became, I became more learned. So my two younger kids are, are now teenagers, are no longer kids. Uh, and with that, with being teenagers, comes the, the necessity to have the coolest kicks. I, I, am, I am not young enough to know what kicks means, so I had to look that bit up and, and learn. So, but in, in the process of them talking about this one particular pair of shoes, they kept talking about it and talking about it, and I tried to learn what is this particular type of shoe. And, and, and it, was, it was, you know, something I thought, I, I can pick this up. So everywhere I went, Throughout the holidays, we're going shopping, we're going walking, we're going whatever. I would make it a point to look at other people's shoes and so I could point them out. Hey, you see those? Eh, right there, that's, that's what you were talking about, right? No, no, Dad, those are the Kentuckys. Oh, all right, all right, all right. But did you, did you see those right there? No, 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 Dad, those are the ice blues. How about, how about <laughs> look at that. No, those are the Argons. Dad, none of those are the North Carolinas. And that's just in the blue. Just in the blue. You can now go online and customize your shoe. I, <laughs> I have gone online and spent hours customizing everything from the sole, not just the color, but the material of the sole all the way to the color, not just of the laces, but of the thread. I couldn't afford them, but I designed them. You can now, you can now get your own customized bobblehead. Look, you can have your own head bobble on your own custom bobblehead. It, I mean, it's amazing. And, and, and if anything, if you leave here with anything today, please pray about getting me one. Because I really do, really do think that's amazing. Like driving down the road, you just put it up there and it agrees with you the whole time. You yell at somebody, you're like, see, see, my bobblehead says the same. You can customize just about anything. You can customize your future spouse online. Just go in and... You can customize just about anything. But we, we tend to also live with a mentality that, that thinks that we can customize our Christianity. I love, I love, I love, I love the love of God. But, but the wrath of God? Like I want the mercy of God, but can I, can I live without that judgment part? I want his blessings in my life, but, but am I willing to take up my cross and follow him? 
You see, there are parts of the Bible that we like and embrace. There's parts that we love and, and that, that really come across. And, and we, we want to we wanna hear about it more. We want to read about it more because it's so uplifting. It's so encouraging. But then there are other parts, too, that because we live in a mentality of we think we get to choose, we, we tend to, well, I don't want to apply those to my life. I love the part where God says he has a plan for my life, that he wants to bless me, he wants to prosper me, that he wants to, he wants to see, like not harm me. He has a, a plan, a hope for my future. He wants to bless me coming in, going out. Like I love that part of the Bible. But I mean, Corey, come on. Look, that, that sexual purity thing, I mean, that's outdated. I mean, let's... Don't, don't put your antiquated religion on me. Or how about, uh, I love that God works all things together for good to those who, who are called according to his purpose, to those who love him. I like that. But, but that part where God tells me to manage my resources, the gifts that he's given me, to give back into the kingdom, oh, to be, to be generous and, and then to be happy about it while doing it? <laughs> yeah, come on. Or I love the God that says he's going to bless my life abundantly. But my weekends, I mean, come on, for real? I mean, like, God knows I'm busy. God knows. We believe in God, but we don't have a reverent fear of God. Part of becoming, part of becoming is the opportunity to fear God. Today, uh, today we're going to talk about those who believe in God, but don't fear God. The, uh, I guess outside of spiritual, which I'm going to get into, but outside of spiritual, the best example I have to, to equate it to was I, uh, I worked for a pastor, um, and he would constantly remind me of what he referred to as the sin of familiarity. The sin of familiarity. So for, for us, between the two of us in this relationship, I, I, had, I had grown up from about 17, 18 years old with this particular gentleman. He was a father to me. He was a boss to me. He was a pastor to me. He was a friend to me. He was all of the above. And, and very easily, the sin of familiarity simply was just this, these lines between each one of these levels could, could very easily become blurred. That in, a, in a, any given situation, not just between the two of us, but especially if somebody else was involved, it, it was very easy for me to forget who that person knew him as. And so all of a sudden, I could even joke somehow that that was okay for friends, but it, it wasn't okay for, for a pastor and his assistant. It, it wasn't okay for a boss and his employee. There was a level of a line that I crossed. The sin of familiarity. Um, we believe in God, 
but we tend to take the parts of God that we like while rejecting the rest because we don't truly fear God. Now, <laughs> I want to preface with saying talking about the fear of God is, is for me especially, but I, I would already be willing to say uh, a very touchy subject. Because there's, even just within my own lifetime, even within my own lifetime, I've seen pendulums swing from far side one to far side other. It wasn't that long ago that, that preachers, I, I mean, church was known for nothing less than hellfire and brimstone. You all are a bunch of sinners. It was all about the judgment of God. Repent! I just wanted to see if it'd get a reaction. <laughs> it does. It really does. All right. Noted. Okay. And then, and then in, in more recent times, what I've also seen is kind of this, this other swing to the other side. It's, it's more this idea that, uh, well, God is loving and God is kind. So then, therefore, you can, you can do whatever you want because he loves you no matter what. It's, it's a sloppy grace. And we have to be really careful because the grace of God is true. Unequivocally, it's something that I thank him for all the time. Saving a wretch like me. For certain, the grace of God is amazing. But it's incomplete. And then, there's the justice of God. The justice of God is very true as well, but also, but also incomplete. And, and I pray you hear, because it, it's not even like a justice of God, love of God, we got to find a, a nice kind of simple medium between the two where we reduce the, the validity of the two either. No, 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 no. It's, it's, it's one full and one full. Yes. It's God is justice. God is love. When Jesus came, he was full of grace and truth. He came full of grace and truth. There's a balance. And we have to be very careful not to move into legalism, which is that, well, you have to do this or God won't love you. While at the same time, we have to be very careful that we don't move into sloppy grace, which is, well, God loves you, so go do whatever you want. There's a balance. We need to walk in his love and yet live in a very reverent fear of God. What is the fear of God? And, and I, pray, I pray you don't misunderstand. I'm not saying be afraid of God. Big, big difference. What is the fear of God? The fear of God is, the fear of God is loving God plus respecting God. Loving God plus respecting God equates to a very reverent fear of God. We love God because of who he is. Right? We love God because he first loved us. And that, that while we were still sinners, while I was still a wretch, he still sent his son for me. 
He loved us even when I didn't deserve it. It's who he is. And so because of that, because of that, our only reasonable response is, God, I love you too with everything, with all of my heart. I love you. But I also, but I also respect and honor that he is holy. How does that play out? So, so yes, I love, I love my heavenly father, but I respect that he's a consuming fire. I love him as a God full of grace, but I respect that he's also a righteous judge. I love him and, and I desire to live in a relationship with him. But I respect that his ways are higher than my ways, his thoughts well, for certain, higher than mine. See, he may ask me to do something that's not comfortable. But because I love and respect him, then I'll fear and honor him with obedience in all my life. To fear God is to live a life filled with promise and blessing. We get, a, we get a mentality sometimes that, that, that to fear God means all of a sudden I got to do a whole bunch of stops and, and it's just going to be really sucky. I don't like it. It's going to be bad. Mm. But Proverbs is full of promise after promise after promise after promise of how God tells us that if we seek, if we fear God, then, then blessings and the, like all right, let, let's do it. All right, Proverbs 9.10 says this, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So wisdom begins with loving and respecting God. Wisdom begins with loving and respecting God. That's where wisdom starts. And elsewhere in Scripture, we're advised to seek wisdom as though it were a treasure of silver and gold. So then, so the opportunity in our lives every day to love and respect God, to love and respect God, those opportunities every day when sought after, that's the beginning of wisdom in us. You want to be wise and make a difference? You want to make good decisions? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Proverbs 14, 27 the fear of the Lord is a fountain of life, turning a person from the snares of death. So imagine with me, if you will, the fear of the Lord is like a gushing, this flowing, gushing river of life, sweeping you out from that which seeks to destroy you, rushing you into the very blessings, the promises of God. That's the fear of the Lord. Proverbs 22, 4, true humility and a fear of the Lord leads to riches, honor, and a long life. The, the fear of God is not something we run from. The fear of God is something that we should desire to have in our lives. Something that we seek for, something that we search for, something that we yearn for from within. It's an invitation to fear God. 
It's an invitation to wisdom. It's, it's an invitation to an everlasting life that leads to riches, honor, and longevity. It's played out simply, it's, it's thank you, God. Thank you, God, that because of your son, Jesus, I can boldly enter into your throne of grace. God, I thank you that I can petition you with anything, anything that I need. You created me, Lord, to be in a loving relationship with you. And therefore, God, I, I want to know you as you know me. But I'll also, but I'll also respect and honor. I'll also respect and honor that you are the God of the universe. I'll respect and honor that you gave me a right to a relationship that I did nothing to deserve. It's respect plus love that equals a very reverent fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is a good thing. It leads to blessings. It's, it's, it's love plus respect equals a very reverent fear of God. When I fear God, I will obey God. When I fear him, I will, I will obey him. The greatest evidence of the fear of God in your life is complete obedience to God. The greatest evidence of the fear of God is complete obedience to God. There's a, uh, a passage, uh, one of the greatest passages in, in Scripture regarding the fear of God, and yet, for me, one that's honestly hard to get my mind around. In Genesis chapter 22, we read the story of Abraham and his son Isaac. And, and in this story, if I may, uh, real quickly, backing up, God had promised Abraham that through his lineage, a great nation would come. This, this massive promise to a man who, at the time, had no children. This great nation is going to come about through your seed, through your offspring. And then, then for decades, Abraham and his wife waited. For decades. Kind of hard to believe in a great nation when there ain't nobody. I can't imagine the hurt the struggle that they daily went through. But then, it was 25 years later, he and his wife finally have their son Isaac. Isaac, whom this great nation would, would come through. And then as, as Isaac is growing up, uh, God asks Abraham, as Isaac's growing up, God asks Abraham to sacrifice his son. The son he loves, his only son. And, and, and again, I, like a, a lot of this, to me, I sit there and I, I've, I've questioned. I've studied and questioned and I've studied and I've questioned. Abraham loves God and, and he respects God. And, and so because he fears God, there's this love, there's this respect. And so because he fears God, because he has this all-encompassing trust in God, a trust that... It's still hard for me to understand. But because he has this all-encompassing trust in God, he obeys God. Takes his son up a mountain, fastens him to an altar. Takes a knife and 
according to Scripture, lifts it up when it's at that moment that an angel of the Lord stays his hand and says, do not lay a hand on this boy. Now I know that you fear God because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. Now I know you fear God, not not just that you love him, but that you also respect him. And and again, I, I, I can't tell you how bewildering this story is to me, but But, when Abraham initially heard the promise of God, when he hadn't yet seen the fulfillment of the promise of God in his life, Abraham thought it best to assist God by having a son through his servant. And then, then was quite shocked that afterward his wife wasn't near as happy as he was. Go figure. I mean, get with the program. (laughs) Created a wrecked home life for certain. So Abraham had done it on his own. He had done it his way, and it, it hadn't worked out great at all. It had worked out horribly for him. More heartache involved. So then through the birth of Isaac, Abraham had come to a place where he fully trusted God, even even with his greatest desire, which was also his greatest concern. He had seen the promise of God come about when he knew the promise of God can't come about. He knew that God worked in the extraordinary, not inside of the ordinary the best evidence of the fear of god is complete obedience to god it's a heart that continually chooses over and over and over again to obey god's word even though it would be so much easier to do anything else the fear of god is a full-on surrender to god that moves me to daily choose, daily choose to obey him even when it would be easier to do anything else. It's a fully submitted, wholly surrendered devotion to Christ. It's it's not about my will, my emotions, my feelings, my desires. It's your will be done. It's, It's because I love you And because I respect you, then I will live in a reverent awe, a reverent fear of your word and your truths. And because I fear the Lord, I want to honor him, therefore I will obey him. Psalm 36, 1 and 2. It says this, David was writing about the sinfulness of his times and he said, Sin whispers to the wicked deep within their hearts. They have no fear of God. To do what? They have no fear of God to restrain them. In their blind conceit, they cannot see how wicked they really are. Sin whispers to the wicked. What does is, what is sin whisper? Like, I mean, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> do, do what you want. It's your life. 
don't, don't, don't take God too seriously. I mean, seriously, don't, don't, don't take God too seriously because that just, eh, then your, your friends are probably going to drop you. They're going to call you a fanatic. Don't let them judge you either. You know, like, don't, don't let them impose their moral code on, on you. That, who do they think they are? They can't, they can't speak into your life. It's not hurting anyone anyway. God, today it is quiet. Ooh! Sin whispers to the wicked. They have no fear of God to restrain them, to change them, to conform them to the image of God. Therefore, they do whatever they want. David continues saying, in their blind conceit, they cannot see how wicked they really are. I mentioned last week that uh, current studies um, here in, in America show that eight out of ten people believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Eight out of ten Americans currently believe that Jesus is God's Son. may not believe in Jesus, but they believe that the character known as Jesus is God's son. Because, I mean, really, if we look at the way that people are living, can we say with certainty that 8 out of 10 are living with a very reverent fear of God? What, what if this verse is talking to us? What if this verse is talking about you, talking about me? What if this verse is talking about us in, in the way that we've each, we've each customized our own version of Christianity? What if it's you and I that are blind to our own self-righteous, self-centeredness? Like, what if we really, what if we don't have a true reverent fear of God to restrain us? What if it's you and I that cannot see how wicked we really are? Tragically, today, I, we, we, see, we see more of a customized version of, of Christianity. It's, I'll serve you, God, but, but I'm, I'm not going to stop sleeping around. I mean, I'm, I'm young. I don't have to settle. It's, all right, I'll follow you, God, but I'm not, I'm not tithing. I worked hard for this. I'm not surrendering that area of my life. It's mine. It's, all right, God, I'll, uh, I'll say, I'll, I'll do the prayer thing. I'll, I'll go to church when I can. But, <laughs> but I'm not going to serve, too. I mean, come on. That's, that's ridiculous to even think that you could ask. It's I believe in God, but, but I don't fear him. Again, I, I pray you hear my heart because I, I don't want the pendulum to swing into some sort of legalism where, where the pastor is telling you you gotta. <laughs> I mean, that kind of what this is, but, but don't take it that way. 
And at the same time, I don't want to move it over to license to do whatever you want. It's, it's because of his goodness, I want to serve him with my whole heart. Because of his grace, my only reasonable response is to love him as a heavenly father, but, but I also respect him as the Lord of all creation, the maker, the creator of the heavens and the earth. And because I fear him, I will obey him. Better than I will obey him, because I fear him, I want to obey him. I'm going to call this... I'm going to invite the worship team to come up. They're going to, they're going to play. But as I close, my question for you this morning is, is simply, in what area of your life are you not obeying God? In what area of your life are you not obeying God or not fearing God? And then, and then with, that, with that, what are you going to do about it? In what area of your life are you currently dismissing part of who God is? Rejecting what he's telling you to do, what he's telling you to step into, what he's telling you to step away from. In what area of your life are you not fearing the Lord? And then what are you going to do about it? Because to recognize it and then say nothing, be honest and call it what it is. You believe in God, but you don't fear him. I can't, like I I tried to practice beforehand, like how I could say that really loving and sweet, like Care Bear, you know, shining rainbows something. Sorry. (laughs) If... If you love him, you'll respect him. If you respect him, you'll obey him. It's the fear of the Lord. It's the fear of God. It's, it's an understanding of who he is. And it's an acknowledgement of a relationship that you've been invited into when, when you didn't deserve to be invited into it. Because it was our own sin that removed us from that relationship. God desired nothing less than just a relationship with us. And our sin pushed us away. It's the choices we make daily. It's the thoughts that that we we ponder on too long because we want to act upon. It's, It's those moments that... That we're making the choice to push God away, to to be less than perfect, to negate his righteousness in our lives. That's tough. That's hard. It's our sin that removes us from the very presence of the creator that desired nothing more than to be in relationship with us. So much so that he sent his only son to restore that relationship. He knew that that we were going to continually, daily make decisions to, to walk away, to slam the door, to shut it. 
to not become more like him. And yet he said, I, I love this relationship too much. So because of that, I'm, I'm going to pay the ultimate price. It's going to wash away the sin of those who just will willingly love and respect. Call upon the name of the Lord and you will be saved. Salvation is, is easy. Call upon the name of the Lord and be saved. It's beautiful. And look, this here, this is a, this is a place to belong. But I hope you recognize that as you belong here, I'm praying that God does something in your heart, a revelation like you can't even begin. Like all of a sudden, you're going to believe in a God. And that is going to cause you to live in such a way that you know the gospel changes everything. So that daily, you're becoming more like him. The greatest evidence of the fear of God is complete obedience to God. It's getting involved as the church of God. Not that you have to, it's that you get to. It's because you truly love Him. Because you respect Him. You're trusting Him with everything that is yours. Therefore, therefore you really do, you really do fear Him. And because you fear Him, you want to obey Him. He alone is worthy of a totally committed life. Would y'all stand with me as, as I close in prayer? Earlier I asked a question. I, I said, if in what area of your life are you currently not fearing God, not trusting God? Think of that area, and then now what are you going to do about it? If, if God was working on something in your heart at that moment, if you know there's an area of your life that you haven't been relinquishing control to him, in a world where normal says, look, I, I want this part of God, but, but not that part, my question is, are you willing this morning to say, no, I want all of God. I want his love. I want his justice. If that's you here this morning, I'm, I'm going to ask you with every head bowed, with every eye closed, I want you to just lift your hands. This is between you and him. This isn't I'm going to come back on you and ask you how it's going. This is simply a decision you're making today. God, I need to trust you. God, I need to fear you. God, I've, I've relished in your love, but today I, I, need, I need to learn more about this respect. God, don't let me become so familiar that I forget who you are. With hands raised across this room, with those tuning in online, needing the same, Father, we come before you. Lord, we want your best. And we thank you, Lord God. Scripture tells us the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. We thank you, God, that the fear of the Lord is a fountain of life that takes us from the snares of death. God, we thank you that the fear of the Lord, it brings blessings that only you can bring. God, because of, because of who you are, I love you and, and I will respect you.
And because I love and respect you, God, in a reverent awe, I will truly fear you. Lord God, I will obey you. Not because of some need or some have to, Father, but because I want to, because I get to. You alone, Lord God, are worthy of a totally committed life. And Father, this morning as a church, we stand and we make a commitment to give you all of who we are because you gave us all of who you were. You are. Through the blessing of your Son, God, we thank you. And Father, right now, we ask in your presence that, that you would do a work across this room, in and through, Lord God, lives that desire to seek you. That we would surrender, Lord God, by the power of your spirit, by the teaching of your word, Lord God, that, that you would lead us to become fully devoted followers of your son. God, thank you. That in this moment, there's people that are being transformed, renewed by the power of your word. And I thank you, Lord God, that in this moment, your spirit is working through hearts. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would speak, that we would obey out of love and respect. That we would truly, humbly worship you in a reverent awe, Lord God, knowing that, that we, we love you, Lord Jesus, but but we also respect you. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that lives today are different because people are obeying what it is you've prompted in their hearts to start, to begin, to do. Lord Jesus, may businesses be birthed. May encouragement be birthed. Lord God, may life be birthed because of a people willing, Lord Jesus, to surrender their all to you. And then, Father, through that, may this community, this community that we love, may they see the awesome work that it is you're doing in and through us, your people, as we reach out, as we bless, Lord God, as we love and as we respect, as we fear who it is that you are, Lord God. With everything in our lives, we say thank you this morning. It's in the name of your son, we say thank you. Amen, amen, and amen. Church, I pray you do have a very, very, very blessed, blessed week this week, but that you recognize opportunity.